Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Sarah Lee Flagiol. Sarah Lee is from Quebec, Canada, currently studying criminology and psychology in the University of Ottawa. She works in rehabilitation for individuals with mental disabilities, and she has many hobbies such as sports, volleyball, boxing, running, among other things, adventures, outdoors, hiking, and traveling. Sarah Lee believes that achievements are very broad and subjective, but one of her tangible achievements would be the acquisition of her IB diploma from United World College EA. She studied in Tanzania for two years. In a more subjective way, she is very proud of the work she has done on herself, her self-love, and self-respect. She has improved herself and worked towards being the best version of herself she can be. She is also very proud that she is more lenient on herself. She used to have very high expectations that would set her up very easily for disappointment. But now she is appreciative of every little thing she achieves and feels very proud. Sarah Lee, how are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much. It's an honor for me to be here with you and take part of Rare Girls. Uh, it's a very interesting podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am privileged and very honored to have you here. Super excited to discover more about you and very curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this nice first question. If your friends, the people who know you best, could describe your personality, what would they say about you? A lot of my friends say I'm a little ball of sunshine. So um, I'm usually, when I enter a room, I usually light up a room. So I'm very positive. I'm very dynamic. I always smile and I try to bring like happiness towards like my environment. And I think it's very important to me to share love and happiness and positivity. So um, that's something I try to do as much as I can, especially for people I love, but also do it with strangers. Sometimes I just walk in the streets and do some good things for others when uh, it's needed. <laughs> but I think that would be the first thing that would come to their mind. Um, I also study in psychology, so I'm a really good listener. I give good advice. They often come to me for any type of uh, questions or advice they need in their life. So yeah, I think that, that would be their answer, hopefully. 
I love that answer. And it always fascinates me to meet people who are, like you said, you're a ball of sunshine spreading positivity because we seem to live in a time where people are riddled with anxieties, where the brain, their brain is almost trained automatically to be negative, to complain, to have a dark energy or cloud all around them. So to ask you about this, what created this drive towards positivity within you? Was it like some past trauma that when you have overcome it, you thought no more darkness and depression, I choose positivity and the bright light and sunshine? Or is it you're born that way, it's just something part of your DNA and who you are? Or is it like you're a person who loves pleasing others when you are the reason they're happy, you feel even more happy, and therefore it's caused by the expectation that the more positive you are, the more you'll raise the level of happiness of others, and that creates even more happiness within you? Or how does it work? Um, I guess it's a bit of all of those answers. Um I'm pretty sure I was bo- born a positive person. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was always positive. Uh, well, f- according to my mom, apparently, when I was from zero to two years old, I was a bit of a Grinch. <laughs> but after that, I've always been very, always smiling, always uh, happy. So I guess I was born that way. Um, there was also a bit of a dark little time in my past where um, I chose after that that I was not going to let that affect me. And I've always decided to share this like positive, uh, positivity for others because I know that like in the time I was in a bit of a harder place, I would have loved someone to just be positive around me and be um, a ball of sunshine, basically. So I guess that's also part of it. And my mom, she's also my hero. <laughs> she raised me to give to others like since a very young age. So I took part of my in my first volunteering experience. I was four and I was um, that was with my parents. And when I was 12, I took part in my first volunteering experience um, independently. So without my parents or without my family, I was visiting um, elderly residents yeah, for um old adults and they would just spend the day with me they would talk to me like I'd listen to them we would play games like whatever would make them happy and I did that for seven years which also led me to be the spokesperson for that foundation later on when I was 18 I think um so it just been always part of my life to just bring smiles and happiness to people so I guess it's just a mixture of all of those things yes thank you and I could ask so much about that but it makes me wonder because what I'm hearing about you is something I wouldn't expect in someone studying a field like criminology so what gives how come out of all that you chose to study criminals to dive into a darker world rather than something like positive psychology or anything similar. Uh, Yeah, um, 
I have to admit, it's really a strange combination. Um, well, the criminal word always interests me from a very young age. Um, my mom, like my mom, was also very interested into that, so we would watch stuff um, together. And um, that's, I guess, that's where the interest started. But as some of my teachers say, like we need to work with criminals in order to reduce criminality. So I guess it's also a very good point in that. But the criminology uh, undergraduate diploma is for me just a way to get into law school, hopefully. Um, that said, like I love my criminology classes and my psychology classes. However, I really want to be a lawyer. Um, and I think it's just me being positive right now is just a way to like also prepare myself for the dark world of criminality. So teachers talk about like how it can be very heavy on a person to deal with criminals all the time. And I totally agree because they share like some experience um, that they've had in the past. And it is heavy, like it's very heavy stuff. And sometimes like you can have tears in class uh, listening to the teacher talk about uh, what they've seen, what they've heard. Um, so I think it's very important for me to keep that ball of sunshine and happiness and like positivity uh, when my prof professional aspect of my life is going to be more dark. So my personal life can be very much more bubbly and like, happiness and sunshine so I can have a little balance between those two but yeah I, I know I know what you mean by saying it's a very contrast between those two that is so interesting and since you mentioned it's a stepping stone towards becoming a lawyer and of course you said you love criminology it's and psychology it's a good preparation well lawyers are more cutthroat and if you're a kind person who volunteers, helps people, does good deeds, it's somehow they will think you're not Machiavellian enough to succeed. So how will you deal with that? What do you expect to do as a lawyer in order to both be effective dealing with people who might be somehow on the psychopath scale, <laughs> like some lawyers to be very effective, they have to be almost ruthless. Well, how would you have an edge within that world without being eaten alive, as I will say, in such a doggy-eat-dog profession? Yeah, you're totally right. Um, I like to think of myself as someone very polyvalent, so I have many skills. Like I can also adapt anywhere, so I have a very high adaptation uh, skills, so I've been in debate clubs before. I've been um, running for presidency for my school. Like I've been in a position where I put myself in a debate type of thing where people are kind of rootless. And I have really, really good debate skills. Like I usually tend to get to my point. Very, oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> very uh, quick. And um, I tend to like very, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I don't need to be mean or to be rootless in order to make a point. Um, however, you mentioned like working with criminals. Um, my preferred aspect of uh, being a lawyer would be to work as a prosecutor. So I would um, work against the criminals. 
uh, it is a harder job because um, I don't know if you know a little bit about the justice system in Canada, but in Canada, we have to prove that someone is 100% guilty out of any doubts, which is harder for the prosecution to prove than the defense because the defense just has to raise some doubts that the person is innocent and like his job's over, basically. Um, so it's a bit of a more challenging job, but I am so up for it. I've always loved um, challenges. So I guess I am ready for it, even though like I'm a very caring person, like I care for people around me. I think I can compartmentalize those two things. Like I know I can stand up, stand up in a court and say what I have to say, make my point across and do my job as much as being a good person outside of job and making others happy nonetheless. Yeah. Thank you. And I love that you're using the word polyvalent. It makes me even more interested to explore the other parts of who you are. And one of the things is adventure, sports, but I will not ask a typical question. It's more that a person who is interested in adventure, sports, is more of a dopamine junkie and thrill seeker and adrenaline lover who gets bored super easily and loves new emotions and drama. And maybe that's why you'd love to relax by watching a murder mystery documentary thing, <laughs> which many girls seem to love to do. To you then, two things. Being a lawyer, for example, requires almost memorizing so much when it comes to uh, statutes and laws and regulations and being a prosecutor. It's a lot of reading up to 4 a.m. sometimes, etc. So how do you create and maintain and have discipline in your life without killing your sunshine bubbly part and without killing your soul, which might... I don't know if you agree or you'll say something different, whether you're a person who loves new and exciting things and gets bored easily, well, without getting too bored. Um, that's a very good question. It's a balance that I am only a second year in university. And while I did my um, IB diploma in Tanzania, I was also in the learning. Um, so it's always a challenge for students. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to find a balance between school and life in general. Um, I try to do as much um, as like active breaks. So like I try to go on walks. Uh, I try to go explore just to take some breaks from studying. It is uh, it is hard. Like I have to say it is hard to find this balance because especially since I have um, more classes with a major and a minor, um, it can be very hard sometimes. But I think I can keep like I started to keep a pretty good balance between um, my life and my active life and my school um, dedication. I understand and as someone who's studying psychology, criminology, did this affect or impact how you perceive people where when you're speaking with any person, your brain keeps analyzing and profiling them psychologically or thinking about the situation in the context of some psychological principles? Because I know 
that a lot of movie directors, for example, cannot absolutely anymore enjoy movies because they keep on seeing it in terms of where is the camera positioned, how is the lighting, where is the shot on the face of the actor rather than being immersed in the story. Did this happen to you? Was it something you always had maybe? And that's what pushed you and encouraged you to go to psychology and criminology. And tell me more about your ability to observe people based on the the courses and the subjects you're taking. I have to say it is hard sometimes, but I try not to because it wouldn't be fair to people around me and to myself because I want to get to know people in a very neutral way and unbiased without like analyzing them. And I want to actually take time to get to know them outside of like psychology or criminology. Um, I have to say it does happen sometimes, especially when I get to know people a little bit more. Um, I'm not a very shy person in general, but when I get into like new social groups or a new social environment, I tend to very much be observative at first. So like I'd sit back, look at people, see like where people stand, how do they look, like which one I would relate more. And then like I can make moves. This can make people think that I'm shy at first and like I don't want to talk to people, but I'm just like analyzing everything like who I want to be friends with however like life is not always like that we don't always have the time to like sit back and analyze and like look at who we want to be friends with but uh, that's what I, I like to do I guess it's just like a preference um, some people could call it a mechanical defense because you want to make sure your friends are like good <laughs> but um I try not to analyze people around me, but it does. Sometimes it's like, I mean, I, I can't help it. It's just uh, it's just there and I think about it, but I try not to as much as I can. Some of my friends have asked me to analyze them and they've like asked me help or like, oh, what should I do? Like, why do you think I am like that? And like I then I would use that knowledge and I, I would use that experience when they ask me to. But like, if they don't ask me, I would try not to. Thank you. And knowing that you're now in Ottawa and you're originally from Quebec, which has its own culture, its own ways of being, how maybe to some people who are listening and are curious about this, how do you feel that people from other parts of Canada are different compared to the Quebecois. Uh, Did you experience any small culture shock uh, during that time? And maybe even more, I don't know, maybe your culture is now mixed between Quebec and Tanzania, and then you return to Canada as a hybrid person. But how was adapting to Tanzania and how was adapting to Ottawa Uh, as a person who comes from Quebec and how is the culture different for Quebec people? (laughs) Yeah, um, that's a very good question. I have to say, especially for like Quebec, Canada might upset others. I think uh, the cultural difference is there and it doesn't take away the fact that I love the country. Like I love Canada. It's a an amazing place it has beautiful landscape people are lovely like honestly I don't think I've ever met people as nice as in Canada I have to say Tanzanian are very nice too (laughs) but um, 
So it's just a matter of fact that we have different languages. We also celebrate different holidays um, or we don't celebrate what they celebrate. So I know in Quebec, we celebrate uh, La Fête uh, Saint-Jean, which is the Quebec day. It's on, oh my God, I might get hated for this, but I think it's on June 24th or 25th. Um, I think it's 24th. <laughs> and I know like Canadians celebrate more June, uh, July 1st, which is Canada Day. So those are different things. We, I, at least my family and I know people around me don't really celebrate Thanksgiving, which is, I know, a very big thing in Canada. So there's like small cultural differences like that, which I personally don't think it's very challenging for me to adapt uh, from Quebec to Ottawa, especially because Ottawa is so close to the border of, of Quebec. So basically I can walk for five minutes and I'll be in Quebec. So it's really close to the city of Gatineau. And so the cultural differences are not very there. There's a lot of French speaking people. There's a lot of Quebec people in general. So that's really not hard to do. However, the cultural shock was a little bit more present when I went to Tanzania. But like I said earlier, I'm a very adaptable person. So I, I don't have trouble getting in a new environment uh, and adapting to what's around me. It was, I, I don't know how to explain what it was in Tanzania because everything, it was just like the sun and the moon and the night and the day. Like Thank you so much, Sarah Lee. It was my privilege and my honor to interview you, to know you better. And just to finish this, we live in a time of social media where many girls compare themselves to photoshopped photos of and lives that seem perfect of uh, other women, of people all over the world. And they feel depressed. They feel their confidence eroded. So to end this, what is your perspective on this topic? What advice do you have for them? So that's similar to you when you spoke about your journey of self-love, self-respect, they can build that in a way where they feel stronger and as empowered women who can take on the world without feeling that social media is destroying their self-esteem. Uh, that's a very good uh, question. And I have so many advice that I could not cover in like the short amount of time I have here. But what I would have to say is that your body is able to do things um, for you and you should just love it for it. Like I'm able to walk and to beautiful places. I'm able to do hikes to beautiful places. So I just, I should really love my body for what it is. And I try to always remember that the way I look at myself is so much different than like what others see me. Like I've, I, I'm very confident around my friends. So sometimes I ask them, I'm like, oh, like, do I look like this? And they're like, no, Sarah, like, you're beautiful. So I think like sharing your thoughts and opinion with your friends is very, very important because they can be able to like encourage you and hype you up. So I think that's very important. Thank you so much, Sarah Lee. I wish you success in your studies. I wish you in the future to become a big, big lawyer who can actually balance her life in a way where you will have both the sunshine, volunteering, and happy outdoors moments, and prosecuting criminals in a way that brings more justice to this world. Thank you again for participating, and I wish you a great 2023. Thank you so much. You too.